What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out another episode of the Baba Core podcast. Uh, I'm just going to do a short intro so I can post this episode as soon as possible. Uh, on this one, I get to sa- I sat down with a local comedian, Tori Poole. Uh, we came in and uh, we talked about uh, her start in stand-up. And uh, for somebody who's only been uh, uh, doing stand-up for uh, only a year, uh, or coming up on a year, uh, she's extremely busy. I think I, I don't know how many times I've seen her. Out of all the comedians that I've had on the podcast, uh, I think I've I've seen her out and about uh, the most. Uh, so she she's very busy. She's always out. Um, she's always on shows. Uh, so it was good to finally uh, finally meet up with her, uh, get her on the podcast, and uh, you talk some shit. It, it was it was fun. Uh, we had to do this. We had to do this one twice because uh, the first hour that we were sitting down, uh, you know, talking, we were talking about almost an hour and uh, wrapping up. And then I looked down and I see that I wasn't fucking recording. I, I was I had it uh, pressing play. I had it on play mode instead of record mode. So that her the whole first podcast the whole first interview was a waste of time and i was so upset uh with myself and i was afraid to tell her i was like fuck you were gonna be upset we weren't recording and uh she laughed about it and she was she wasn't upset about it and uh it was a good thing that we we took two takes because the first one the energy was kind of low we both admitted to each other that we were hung over and uh so yeah, it was it was low energy the first one, and it was a bit of a downer too. Uh, no offense, I I told her that and she 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 knew and uh, and uh, but so we had to re- we she agreed to to stay to stick out stick it out and uh, record another episode actually record uh, the podcast. Uh, so thank you Tori for doing that and I do apologize for fucking up on the first one, but I think it worked out for the best. Uh, the the Second round, the second hour of conversation, uh, where we where I actually did press record, uh, we talked about, you know, her start in in, in comedy, um, you know, uh, the comedy scene itself, uh, a little bit about her her writing. She does she's working on uh, a couple of novels and a couple of screenplays and and uh, sketches and stuff. Uh, so we 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 talked about that, and uh, the second time was a good one. So I'm glad we had, we got a chance to do it again, and uh, and yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to do a short intro so I could get this posted because she has some shows that she was promoting uh, today and um, you know coming up uh, this week or next week. Uh, so short introduction. Uh, look look her up uh, on um, Instagram at Tori Bori Allegory. And uh, on Twitter, uh, Tory Pool Comedy, and you could also find her on Facebook, Tory Pool. Uh, do a Facebook search or whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, hope you you enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, here we go.
What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out another episode of the Balacoa Core podcast. My name is Patrick C. Huerta. Today, I am sitting with a local comedian, Tori Poole. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Uh, we're podcasting for real this time. Oh, okay. I'm ready this time. Yeah. We, we did a, a practice run because I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, we, were, we were talking for, it was almost an hour. Yeah. And uh, wrapping up, you know, saying our, you know, your plugs and your social media stuff. And I look at the re- recorder and it's in play mode. Uh, uh, so I apologize about that. No problem. Uh, good it was pra- good, wa- good practice. Good warm, good up. warm up. Great warm up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, let's, let's this is tr- going to be even better. I feel it like is. this is going to be bigger. I feel it already, too. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I should do that all the time. You, know? <laughs> you handled it very well. I was getting ready. For, uh, I thought you were going to get upset. Like, you thought I was going to go Roseanne you, Barr on you. you fucking idiot. Are you, I gave you the, the best <laughs> Just information. Just like toss the table like, how dare you? I don't know who talks like that. But yeah, no. Uh, take two. We, we are take recording. Two. We're rolling. Cool. Uh, so what's up? How's your week going? My week's going great, dude. I worked all week and, you know, getting ready to wrap up my school year. I'm a teacher, so that's a day job. Summertime. Summertime doth approach. I can't wait to just be swimming and enjoying myself. So, yeah, and then a great show. I went and checked out a show at the Tiger last night, Blind Tiger Comedy Club. That's a great fun at the midnight. My nephew just graduated from high school. What, what? Like... He's not a dropout like me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those blind tiger shows, I mean, uh, like uh, those, are, those are fun. It's just, it's a weird place. It is a weird place. That's what's cool about it, though. Like, yeah. how often can you be like, I was in a basement on Friday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very New York thing. Yeah, know, yeah. Comedy in the basement or whatever. I love it. Uh, so that's cool. Like, I think, like, everybody that I've had on here, they're, all, they're in that, that crew, that blind tiger crew. Yeah. So I guess that's cool, um, but yeah, you're you're extremely busy. It's so hard. We've already talked about this stuff, so it's so hard no, to you're act fine. like. A, um, yes, I am extremely like, yeah, busy. I've, I've seen you um, a lot of times. I think uh, out of all the comedians that I've had on here, I've seen you the most. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty stoked to uh, to introduce myself to you and then have you come on to do a podcast not once but twice <laughs> uh, but this, you're just gonna give yourself so much crap about this the whole time I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very upset about it it's really okay. uh, but yeah yeah but yeah you're like you're doing a lot of hosting jobs and all that stuff yeah um i'm i am being invited to host places and i'm being invited to guest spot and do some feature time and it's a lot of fun um it used to be like i would hit like every mic um for and do my job <laughs> and that was a lot um yeah. it was easier in the summer because like i started in the summer um yeah but uh when i started working like i would hit three or four a week like it was like i was doing five a week and then i moved to like three or four a week and then when i started booking more shows um and really just working on tightening up things then i i i kick it back down so i only do right now i only do one open mic a week um, one open mic and that's been like that for three or four months yeah, yeah. i i hear like some people like like to stay busy like try to hit as many mics uh, yeah. as often as possible like but you, you're comfortable doing just the one um well i like doing a, a mic at laugh out loud on tuesdays because people are there for comedy it's you know i'm not 
Um, I'm not invading anyone's space or I'm not just performing for comedians. Like there are a lot of comedians there, mm-hmm. um, but they always have like a crowd. It's like a, a show that's established and people are like, yo, what's up? We're here specifically for the mic. And mm-hmm. um, it's cool because I've noticed that, you know, people remember me. Like um, I saw you on Tuesday and a lot of, I had a lot of compliments after my set. People were like, oh, hey, like I've seen you and blah, blah, blah. And where mm-hmm. can we find you? And I'm like, Hey, this works. Um, yeah, so it's totally rad. That's yeah. cool. Um, I like uh, that space. I won't stay if I get a late card, though, because I'm old. Like, yeah. I got to go to work. In the summer, I will. I won't be such a little baby cry. But if I get like past 1030, I'm like, all right, I'm out. You guys, bye. A lot of the mics are late, too. I, I don't understand yeah. that. I guess because like, uh, people have day jobs or I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, and I think that people just... Like, especially the mics that are at bars, like, it's hard to get people, like, they're they're at late dinners when they start too early, like, 8 o'clock or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, they're late. Like, I I have a friend that does a mic on Sundays at this place called Leaky Barrel, and I rarely go because mm-hmm. it doesn't start until, like, 10. Yeah. And I'm like, well, um, that's when I'm done with my Sunday night programming on HBO, and then I go to bed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's cool. So, uh, how'd you get your start in comedy? How long have you been uh, doing comedy? Um, well, I've been in love with comedy since I was little. My brother and I used to want to be stand up comedians. Like, we used to tell my mom that we were going to be like duo comedians, which I like now that I think about it, like, I can't even think of any duo comedians. <laughs> like, I think there's some twins or something. The twins, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I was a little girl, my mom was kind of like a social butterfly. She was very like, she used to have a lot of friends come over late at night and like after the maid would go home. We had a maid, but like she was from Mexico. So don't be like, don't think we were rich or anything. We were very poor. Um, but like when the maid from Mexico would go home and my mom would come home, she'd have all her friends with her and she'd still be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so my brother and I would go tell jokes, you know, um, and we would always listen to comedy records and stuff and we would listen to HBO and Showtime specials of comedy like without my mom knowing. And then we would only get in trouble when we would quote something. Like I think I quoted Howie Mandel and I got like my mouth slapped because <laughs> it was so From Howie vulgar. Mandel? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He yeah. kind of mixes it up right now. He did that joke about like the... <laughs> it's so stupid that I remember this, but I was like four years old and he did some joke about... Um, how do you get a yeast infection? <laughs> and it was from fucking the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> and I told my mom that joke, and she was like, Fuck! "Like," and I'm like, "What? That was Howie Mandel." Yeah. <laughs> was it me? And she's like, "Why are you watching that comedy?" And like Eddie Murphy Raw and stuff like that. Richard Pryor records, like yeah. Um, so I've always loved it and loved writing, but I only put my money where my mouth was, so to speak, a yeah. year ago. It'll be a year in two weeks. Yeah which is wild. Um, I was talking about it with my husband this morning. I was like, whoa, can you imagine? Like, I didn't think I'd be here. I was like, I'll give it a year. And not that I'm anywhere, but like I have a lot of good friends and I love the community. Like mm-hmm. I love all the friends that I've made at Laugh Out Loud and, and my my little family at Blind Tiger mm-hmm. and um, and just like the connections that i made and the people that I've met. Like if it wasn't for hitting the mics and being comfortable on stage. And like, I wouldn't have been able to go up at some mics in Chicago when I was laid over there. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't have been able to have the balls to go up in London. 
um, when I was over there and, and, you know, lie to those guys about, like, how long I've been doing comedy. I, I said earlier in our first take that <laughs> I... Uh, that I said to them, like, I've been doing it for a year and, like, I do feature work and I do club work and, like, I totally did, but not, like, how they thought. Like, I've done, like, New Faces. Like, I've done New Faces quite a bit, which is, like, um, a showcase for, like, new talent at Laugh Out Loud and stuff. And, like, I've uh-huh. been on the Latino comedy jam, but I've never been, like, a feat. Like, I don't know. I've been, a- I've been on some shows with some names and stuff, but I felt like I embellished. I was like, I'm somebody you in, have to in the U.S. I'm like, in Texas, people know me. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, okay, we'll let, we'll let you have five. And then I killed. And they were like, oh, my God, do you have a podcast? We really like the way you talk. Um, when I listened to that recording of me in London... I was mimicking. I was mimicking their English accents. That recording is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why I did. I don't know why I do that. Like, do you ever do that when you're around somebody with an accent? You start talking like them. Yeah. Yeah. How, it's in, how long were you there? I was only London. there for like four days. And, and you I already was, picked up on was, their slang was, and I don't all know, stuff. I think I was making fun because I, I went up there. Like, it was so funny. Like. Being across the pond and being in a place that was really similar to Blind Tiger, like it was in a basement of a crowded bar restaurant. The only difference was it was a crowded bar restaurant. It wasn't like a, a kid's restaurant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a big old like uh, rugby match going on. And um, and just in, we were going through this crowded bar and going downstairs to the basement and stuff. And then I saw the comics who had, I had seen on the page when I had originally been told I might be able to go up if I got there in time, mm-hmm. um, which there was like nobody there. And I'm like, dude, I got here way in time. And I brought people, like I brought some students with me because I'm super professional like that because mm-hmm. um, it was a school trip. Um, but they were 18, so they're technically adults mm-hmm. when they are over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the dudes wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, oh, this is just like home. <laughs> like all the boys are afraid to talk to me. Um, and yeah, and they like gave me that little quiz thing. And then I lied and then I went up and had a good set and then they were very friendly and they're like we totally listened to your podcast you have such a great voice and I'm like my voice was making fun of your voice <laughs> like I sent the uh, I send audio like I record myself um all the time and I send the audio to my husband because he gives me feedback oh like, yeah yeah um and sometimes his I'm like fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck your feedback. Like, I get mad, but like, you know, he gives me good feedback or he tells me what jokes are working or he's like, I don't know where you were going there. Or that didn't make sense. So yeah. it's good feedback, you know, and that's what I need. Yeah. I never send it to another comic or anything like that. Cause you don't share it with them. That'd be terrible. I, one of my really good friends who I, um, really good friends, Regis, he's a comic too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, we do like send each other ideas and stuff and like, like, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? And then we tell each other feedback like that. Like, but I would never send him an audio. He missed my set last night. And he was like, I was like, it was really good. Like, I felt so good. But like, I ended 30. Like, I get mad at time now. Like, if I don't fill the time. Because if you have four minutes, I think you should use all four minutes. And I had four minutes. And I used three minutes and 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, you're trash. Like, why didn't and I like started beating myself up for not using that. 35 mm-hmm. seconds, but the the next bit that I was going into um, was a minute long, and I didn't want to be that person mm-hmm. that was going over her time, but I could have easily 
done another joke that took 30 seconds and I don't know why I was being stupid but it was like a very quick decision and I had a big laugh and then I was like okay bye I'm Tori <laughs> yeah you gotta end on a big laugh yeah right? so I mean that's what they say I don't like I don't like not ending on a big laugh and I've only been able to get the big laughs the big laugh endings lately mm-hmm. um, it feels like a skill it's like a muscle you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah I work out a lot yeah <laughs> But that's Comedy cool, like, for, for being in it for almost over a year yeah. and being so busy, you have to be, like, I guess you're pretty aggressive, you're pretty, uh, you get out there a lot. I think, um, I think that it is, uh, I've been told that I have confidence on stage, um, so I think, think it's like have a, confidence? a presence, um, do I think I have confidence, I, th- I know I have confidence, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's all an act, <laughs> like I'm very... Uh, like I'm happy with myself, like as a person, like I'm like, huh, you're funny, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm always like, eh, you could be prettier. Like I could, I could lose weight. My husband took all my pretty years, that bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I think I have like, am I pretty? Like, I don't know, especially, um, in San Antonio, I feel like they're very pretty female comics and I'm like, ugh. I hate you because you're pretty and you don't really have to be funny. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of female comics, but like, I just feel like everybody's prettier, which sounds weird out loud, but I have like confidence. I'm confident in my words and my stories and my jokes and mm-hmm. in what I know because I taught myself a lot of what I know. So yeah. I'm like, Psh, I read. <laughs> I know. I know. Things. I know things. Uh, and I like, like there's a lot of different um, styles of, Comic, comics, I guess. Yeah. But like joke tellers that don't have like I like people that come and bring their story. Yeah. I like to connect with people, and then when when I'm people jealous go there, of those people. They're so, what do you mean? I don't know. Some people are just excellent storytellers, and I you don't want think you're that. One of those? Well, you don't maybe think you're if I had more time, I I mean I feel like I I compart I I like put things in little compartments because you only have so much time. Mm-hmm. I think that when I get to do like 15, 20 minutes and stuff like that, then I can get into a story because a story um, requires good like exposition. Like it requires good background and detail and like painting a scene. Um, And there are some really good storytellers, like local comedians. And I'm like, I hate you, (laughs) but I love them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite locals? Uh, I don't want them to get big heads. Oh, you don't have to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, I really, I'm jealous of uh, George Anthony. Like, I really like the way he approaches the story and how he paints a picture and stuff. Um, he's a very good storyteller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, doesn't he suck? Because he's a very good, just kidding. I don't know. I really like, I really like him, especially because he can take things. Um, like, I know you've seen, well, you saw him kill at Jokesters, like, yeah. when I was like, eh. Um, <laughs> but, like, I watched him in awe that night and I was like, oh, I hate you. You're so good. But like, I love him instantly because he's so good. Like yeah. he's just, he's just an awesome storyteller. And when he's on, he's on, you know, and I was telling you that I had, I was telling you in the first take that I had listened to, uh, your, um, uh, podcast with him. And I thought it was so funny cause he's just like, nah, uh. And then doing the, I don't know. I was like, God, I could just picture him just making faces the whole time, like yeah. a weirdo, you know, like um, just and how he is because he does seem very like other comics that um, 
other open micers before I could call myself a comic before, you know, mm. other open micers that I kind of was like around a lot were always afraid of him, mm. like him and like Kabasa and like Raul Sanchez or mm. like JY Cotton. I'm just like thinking of people that uh, are intimidated of those presents because they're so good on stage, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. And, I've, I'm glad that they're my friends now, like, that I can, like, talk to them. Because I think before, it was this weird, like, I don't know. Like, you couldn't talk to them. I was like, why are they so weird? They only talk to each other. But, like, now they talk to other people. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe they always talk to other people. And I was just like, those are the untouchable comics or something. I yeah. don't know. Not that I'm touching them, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. When you started, did you start with anybody? Like, did you, did you know, start at the same time That's with so somebody funny. else? Did you start with anybody just a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, did I start with anybody? Uh, oh, um, there's this comic, uh, Kayla Wade. Um, she started, I think, a week before or after me, I forget. But, like, um, I guess we both started around the same time, but I didn't really know her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's put me on a couple of her shows at leaky barrel. And then like we have mutual friends. And so I guess if there's anybody that really that's about it, or this is, there's this other guy, um, Max Anderson, local comedian who I think he started in like May of last year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Caleb books a lot of shows and stuff. Um, Max has done like one or two or something, but like as far as like starting with any, I guess it would be her, but we didn't like, we weren't like synchronizing watches or anything. We just happened to like talk one day and be like, Oh, Hey, mm-hmm. we started similarly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, it feels like everybody else has been doing it for a while, but everyone always is like, Oh, how long have you been doing it? And then I, I I'm like, just, a, you know, almost a year like almost a year has been my response for the last six months. So mm-hmm. it's been on purpose because of the look I get when I say that it's, going to be a year and they're like really and i'm like dude i like writing i write other stuff like mm-hmm. i'm not a moron like i don't know do people like have this, like, this sense like you you can't really you're not serious unless you do it for x amount of years like one year like i'm sure they do i'm sure some people look at me and they're like she's a hobbyist you know i hear i hear that a lot um they don't say it to me but like in con- in conversation like they could be like oh so and so like people drop out of this like um Comedy's slow burn is something uh, someone told me once. And yeah, I think that um, there is a question because if you, you've been to LOL on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. like how many people show up? It's crazy. It's like 50 people. Like Mm -hmm. there are 54 cards in a deck, right? And I've seen that whole deck go. Mm -hmm. And it's wild because some people are like, their friends are there and they put them up to it and some people are like oh it's my birthday i'm gonna like go talk crap on stage and then some people are just assholes and they're like you know they're just you know Mm -hmm. it's it's people from all different walks of life and then there are the ones that have been trying to get a set together and then there are the ones that um have shows coming up and they're going to like plug their shows and Mm -hmm. it's just it's all walks of life and it's super rad it's it's kind of cool that like because i record every set I don't think I would ever go back and listen to any of my sets from the first month of comedy, though. Like, I don't do any of those jokes now. No. Only when I'm choking, which I told you, like, that. <laughs> when I bomb, like, it's like when, you, when, you're in, when you're in bomb mode, when the plane is going down. Um, 
I, the, I reach so far back that I, it's like I'm just helping the plane crash, you know? Like, I yeah. reach so far back to, like, why did I even do that bit that never worked to begin with, you know? I don't know. It's lame. You ever bill on a set? Like, if you have five minutes, you're like, fuck it. <sighs> no. Um, have I ever? No. Because I, I haven't yet. Like, I've seen people that I really, really respect do it. Um, and I'm like, oh, you can do that because you can. I feel like if I did that, then I wouldn't get booked again. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't oh, have yeah. the longevity. Um, although that jokester set that you saw me, I think I might have. I think I might have been at, like, 13 minutes. And I looked at Joey McCormick and um, George Anthony, and I was like, am I done? Is this, <laughs> is this over? Is this good? And they were like, yeah. Like They were like, what's wrong with you? But, you know, that's why you shouldn't get so drunk and hung over that you can't function as a person the next day. Like maybe I should be better. I should be better and yeah. not drink or something. Do you ever get to that point where like, you're like, Oh, I'm not going to drink again. So hung over that you, you give up. I'm drinking just not a quitter. A you know, like I can quit school, <laughs> but I can't quit. I can't <laughs> quit my booze. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have, I have, uh, taken hiatus from drinking on occasion. Yeah. Um, but it's always been for like, uh, other reasons, you know. I think I was pregnant. <laughs> that's a good, that's yeah, a good reason to stop. I did that. I was like, God, no beer. Um, but um, other stuff like when um, before it sounds weird, but before I got married, <laughs> I wasn't with my husband. Uh, we had a breakup or whatever, and I had stopped drinking before that um, because I was working out a lot and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to put any in my body you know um but that was that but yeah no so it's good to to quit every now and then like i've been thinking about giving it a rest for the summer just because i'm so poor and i need to save money <laughs> and like i want to go to denver in september and have money yeah. try to go up at a mic um yeah so stuff like that try to get on a show it'd be nice to get on a show not do like an open mic in denver but you, you don't know anybody in denver I oh, you haven't tried to make connections up there yet? I just um, joined some group on Facebook that's like called we're, we're coming to, or you're coming to Denver, we're coming to Denver, which is basically for comedians to book shows while they're in Denver. So, oh, that's cool. So that's what I'm going to do is try that out. I would like to record a better, um, what is it called? A better comedy reel. I hate my comedy reel. It's like from December and I'm so much better than that, mm-hmm. um, which sounds really cocky, but I'm egotistical. So <laughs> yeah, no, I just, it's just so much better. It's just like, I know myself so much more on stage and not that that stuff is complete trash, but like that's, that's for like late at night. I don't know what I was thinking saying some of that stuff. Like, but I think that in the beginning I was trying to get like attention. That sounds weird, but like to get the crowd's attention by saying like stupid stuff. And then I'm like, why is like edgy stuff? Like edgy stuff. Like, is it, I like dark stuff, but I think I was just like, Telling ridiculous stuff, and I blame my husband for that because he's like, "That's funny," and I'm like, "Is it though? Is it? <laughs> Maybe I should be writing with other writers, <laughs> making fun of him." Um, but yeah, no, um, it's just different. I guess the things that I want to talk about now, like I've been thinking a lot about, like, what do you want to say? Like, why? Why is this funny? What do you want to say? You know, um, trying to meta 
my purpose. And I just, I, I want to, I want to say a little bit more about, I'm just trying to take it back to me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up and, you know, getting through this crazy thing called life, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I talk a lot about teaching and my comedy because I think that there's a lot of hypocrisy in it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what's up? I want to make fun of everything. Um, I do always get that thing from like teachers that come see me because I've done a couple of teacher shows. Like Mm -hmm. I have a teacher show coming up in Del Rio, Teachers Gone Bad, Mm -hmm. that Irma Ruiz um, organizes. And I've had people ask me like, aren't you afraid you're going to get fired? And I'm like... Well, I think that would help my comedy career. Uh, to one. get fired? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, look what they did to me, you know? <laughs> um, but also, I, it's, it's like personal opinions, dude. And I don't know. I just, I don't think about it like that. Like, I don't, I don't make fun of anybody that I know or anything like that. And I never make fun of my students. Like, those are my babies. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just don't see the, the worry. Yeah. I don't have that concern. You know, so nothing too too bad i guess about teaching or no i mean i mean i i think the most controversial thing is that like hey stop diddling students and <laughs> like hey don't give us guns that's stupid yeah. like that's so dumb it's the dumbest thing ever <laughs> i don't know um and all my social media it's labeled comedy except for like my personal facebook page um which I, I have because some people will not follow your comedy page, like how much you ask them to follow it. They'll be like, no, mm-hmm. I'll just be friends with you. And I'm like, just follow my comedy page. That's where I have my jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's where I post jokes. You know? Yeah. You have a comedy page, like a, a comedy page Facebook? Yes. Um, Tory Pool Comedy. Uh, that's, that's where I post the Twitter jokes that I like. Twitter is just where I say whatever my little brain is thinking which is usually like i don't know i was watching john wick the other day and i was like oh my god this script is so funny it's just like uh you he messed with john wick and the guy's like oh like that was a line in a movie that somebody wrote oh (laughs) and it just cracks me up so like is my twitter's ridiculous it's like my unfiltered thoughts and so i take um those unfiltered thoughts and then I refine them on the comedy Facebook or I'll throw them on the Instagram. I, I do the social media. I'm pretty good at social media. I like doing social media. Yeah. Do you, so you use Twitter to write? Yes. To write um, your jokes? I use Twitter to mess around with premises mm-hmm. um, because nobody listens to you on Twitter. <laughs> I get a couple of people listen to me but like I have like pathetic amount of followers. I don't have any followers. Twitter's just not bumping in San Antonio. I don't think it is. Um, and also my Twitter was private for a really long time. Like mm-hmm. I've had Twitter for a really long time and I only, um, I went back and deleted some ridiculous things like and then I made it public, and then I made it comedy. It's kind of like with my Instagram. like It just now is public as comedian, uh, because before I was like, oh, you know, the teacher thing. It was like, oh, my God, I don't want my students to see this. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, well, it's, it's my other job. Mm-hmm. Like I have to promote myself. You know? yeah. I take it seriously. So, so, yeah, I went back and I was like, okay, this is way too many selfies of me and my son and like deleted it or my stupid selfies when I think I had some hashtag that was like whiskey makes me frisky when I went to like some <laughs> whiskey cocktail party thing. So I had to go back and clean that up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I dig the social media because it's getting, I think it gets my name out there. Like, mm-hmm. 
Um, and plus, I throw money into Twitter or Facebook or Instagram when I have a show. I've, I'll throw like five, ten bucks into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to throw more into it, like forty bucks, especially like laugh out loud shows or improv shows. Mm-hmm. But you don't always get paid, so I was like, I'm not that baller. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I was, but I'm not. Yeah, like the like the paid ads on uh, for Facebook and stuff. I don't know. Does that really work? I think that. Okay, so I threw this show, which a lot of people think, like, why did you throw a show? But it wasn't my idea, so screw you guys. Um, I threw a show in November for my birthday. Um, I was turning 35, and I have a friend, Andy, Andy Reynolds, who's like, I've known him for a very long time, and he's like the king of San Antonio or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard him be referenced that. Be referenced that? I've heard him referenced that several times. Um, but... He works over at the Brick um, mm-hmm. at Blue Star, and he goes. He sent me a text like a week before, or it was like ten days before. Like, hey, your birthday is on the eighteenth, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I have the Brick on the seventeenth. Like, you want to throw a comedy show? And I was like, in a week, you mm-hmm. know. And um, my husband tried to make it a secret, like he was gonna organize it himself, mm-hmm. and then make me work and didn't tell me, and then Andy was like, you better tell her, she'll lose her shit. Because I would have, like, if you would have been like, oh, hey, like, I'm taking you to a party, and then, oh, here are all these people for this show. Oh, um, yeah. And so he told me, and I had a week, and then we put money into a Facebook ad, and we targeted um, Brooks um, Air Force Base. Like, we, we, we target just all the military bases in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put money into that and then we pushed it out like my husband is a tattoo artist and so he offered free tattoos and he got oh, some yeah, of I was his at that show. okay he got yeah. some of his friends to do um to give away free tattoos and mm-hmm. stuff and so i i mean think about it this way like i had started in june and then i was organizing that show and so a lot of people were like what what are you like it was it was a little bit of a scoff at me i think mm-hmm. um but it was really successful. Um, we had like at one point in the night, like 120 people and it was a free show. And like, mm-hmm. I opened a tab for the comedians and stuff and mm-hmm. which people are like, don't do that. People will take advantage of you. And I'm like, yeah, but I love these people. Like, mm-hmm. even if they're unsure about me, like I don't care mm-hmm. if I just want them to have a good night and I couldn't pay all of them. So mm-hmm. that's why I did that. You know, like they get a couple of drinks on me. Um, nobody really abused it or anything, but I think the only thing I came away with that was I had too many comedians on it. Like, um, I, I want to say there was like 10 or 13 comics, you know? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, but I think Al Gonzalez did like, uh, Big Al Gonzalez did some time on that show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay Lafar went out and did some time on that show yeah. for me. So that was nice. Um, um, and I was able to throw them a little bit of money. But like everybody else, it was it was great. I don't know. I felt... Like I was doing something right that night, and mm. I thought I had a good set, and um, I was like, "Wow!" And then people saying ha- "Happy birthday" to me, and I was like, "Oh!" A friend made a cake. Yeah. The cake was great because it had me with a microphone on it. The boobs were a little small, like in my cake version, <laughs> it was not accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But it, was, it was a cake. It was a cake, and you know, I just I, I expected better from the meme version of me, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> that's not accurate. I'm. A little bit better than that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that show was fun, but it was super stressful. And like, 
um, the next day, my husband took me to my favorite restaurant, and I was so, st- like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I get nervous or when I get stressed, um, immediately after the thing that I was stressed about, like, my whole body reacts. Like, I just can just feel it right here. And so mm-hmm. the next day, I was, like, hungover and just, like, felt like death and just wanted to sleep. And yeah. he took me to my favorite restaurant, which is very expensive. Yeah. And I was just like... Can we get a bottle of wine? You know, just like <laughs> useless, not very romantic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's cool. So besides your day job and, and besides comedy, you work on uh, screenplays, right? And screenplays I and novels. I love screenplays. Screenplays. I, I've written about four. Uh, I have this fifth one, but it's not going anywhere. It's not, it was terrible. I was trying to write a werewolf thing, and it's just not working out. I think I was. It. I think it's. I started laughing because I showed my son Underworld the other day. Do you mm-hmm. know the Underworld mm-hmm. franchise, which mm-hmm. is horrible? I know it's horrible. Yeah. You're giving me this look, um, but like I, I feel like I was rewriting Underworld or something, <laughs> and it's so bad. So I don't think I'll I don't think I'll pick that one up again. Um, but yeah, I, I've written some, and last year I submitted three to Austin Film Festival, uh, one of which got trash feedback. It was like. They didn't get it. Like, I guess because I had some lesbian sex scenes in it. They were like, is this a lesbian? She's just a lesbian. That's the whole problem. And I was like, how dare you not understand what I was trying to do? (laughs) Um, And then I wrote a comedy um, this year that I really loved that has a lot of influences from my time doing Mm stand-up. So I kind of um, tried to encompass, like, the, the difference between, like, the different stages that you can do and like the mics and stuff. And so I took what I like characters. I took, it took me about six weeks to write because I, I took the people that I really like and the people that I didn't really like. And I made them characters in this movie about a girl who, um, she's just really not going anywhere. And then her best friend, um, has been going a lot of places with her dude and so she goes through a really bad breakup and she's a substitute teacher by day because she's just kind of like floating through and and yeah and so she falls really hard and, and then starts focusing on her writing which spoiler alert she mm. she writes screenplay and she writes novels and she writes stand up so yeah. I took a lot of elements of the things that I like about me and made a Hispanic uh, you know um, character and then put all the people that I really love and that are kind of annoy me in the scene today and like f- focus it in San Antonio. So mm-hmm. I'm really proud of it. Um, I, it took a, a minute to figure out characters and stuff, but I'm really proud of it. I sent that one to Austin film festival and, um, I, it's called the update and it's, it's silly cause it's just, it's based on this girl, like pretty like falling apart. And then she gets this message from her dude but it's an old message and then she tries to get back together with him and it's like, no, <laughs> but it's, um, it's supposed to be like 500 days of summer meets a uh, bad teacher cause she's a substitute and she mm. does some really bad stuff at the school, Yeah, which yeah, <laughs> that's fun. It's um, all made up though. Yeah. It's all made up. I've never done any of that, that my main character does in the school, but I'm interested to see how that would all pan out. Cause I think there would be some jail time, um, which I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't want to go to jail ever. Like I'm afraid of jail. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody should be afraid of jail. Yeah. I, 
I spent one night in jail, which I've tried to do jokes about it, and it does not come off as funny because people are like, uh, you were assaulted. And I'm like, yeah, I was. <laughs> um, I haven't mastered that joke yet. Like, I haven't even gone back to it now that I think of it. I used to tell a joke about how I got arrested and um, was assaulted. And yeah, it has not. People just don't, they don't get it. They don't find it funny. Maybe I'm not telling it right. Like I, like I said, I haven't revisited it. That was like in the first couple of months of me doing comedy where I tried it out. And yeah. it's so bad. Do you, do you have like, a, I mean, a year in, do you have anything like a joke or something that you did and then you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, I can't believe I did this kind of shit. Oh my God, yes. Like, I feel like I haven't mastered, you know who's really good about talking about their kids is uh, Josh Kabasa. Yeah. He's really, I mean, I guess that's his whole niche is it niche niche um that's his whole thing right or kind of like i'm a stay-at-home father i don't want to do his punchlines that's weird um but like i have hard time writing about my kid because i think the first um month that i did con well the first time i went up like it's all on video it's such a bad like i should post it i should post it just to show how trash i am (laughs) like as the kids say dead ass yes um but uh yeah, that first, um, I did, used to do a thing about my son and trap music and how I never know what he's doing and what is he doing in his room and how I would bust in and stuff and how he would sing the song to that. I'm not going to sing the, that because then it's like me doing the bit, but he, he would sing some song about like being drunk and high and I'd be like, what do you know about that? You know, and it just never, it would never work. Like people looked at me like, like, oh my God, I remember that night, the first night that I went up at LOL, it was like 11.45, it was pathetic. And this woman, as I was telling the joke, gave me the look like, like you're disgusting. Like you're, like she gave, like, you know, when some, I don't know, have you ever had anybody give you that look when you're on, you have a microphone in your hand and they mm-hmm. give you that like, like, I don't know. And I was like, die. Like I was so offended, but she, she was, was just, right. She was she an audience right. member or she was another She was comedian? an audience member. She oh. just looked at me like, you're stupid. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm a bad mom. And she's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are. And I'm like, that wasn't like, that was rhetorical. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, that first time going up, like I was shaky and nervous and you can hear it in the tenor of my voice and stuff and like the like the trembling stuff and that only ever happens when I'm on a show with somebody that I really admire now Mm -hmm. um you know yeah so but that was bad um so I don't really I don't really do that um I think I've I've brought back that joke a couple times when I was bombing and it's because like when you're bombing you're just like Oh, what do I? What can I get? And then you get the worst stuff. It's like when you're reaching, you get the worst stuff. Like I think I made a joke about like taking away my son's Xbox cord or something. I don't know. Jokes with my kid doesn't. They just don't. They don't work. Yeah. I've been wanting to tell. No, I'm not going to tell it. Never mind. I've been wanting <laughs> to tell this one about. It's just really inappropriate. I guess like what I. I think people just get weirded out. They're like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm a bad mom." <laughs> But you make it funny, though. I mean, yeah. you gotta make it. You gotta put a twist on it. Exactly. Um, but it's all about writing, rewriting. I, like I said, I tape everything. Um, I write a lot. I I handwrite because I used to be in the mindset like 
because when I was little, it was like spelling, like you had to write, 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 write to memorize. But um, lately I've had more experience with like being in the car and like I'm alone and I'll just start going over my set or like musing about something that I'm thinking about and then um, taking a topic and then running with it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I like doing that, like improvising. I guess that's why I like that Kabasa recently asked me if I could co-host the improv a comedy show off the cuff mm-hmm. um, at Blind Tiger. So I'm like, yeah, that's fun. Cause I had a lot of fun doing with him on Mother's Day. Well, not on Mother's Day, but we did a Mother's Day one, mm-hmm. a Yo Mama edition. That was fun. Except that I don't really know Kabasa. And he was like giving me like, like the thumbs up. And I thought that meant like keep going. But I think he, he was trying to say like, you're good. But like, I'm like, I don't know you. When you give me a thumbs up, I don't know what that means. And yeah. Like I have a mic in my hand. I'll just keep going. I don't even care. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but that's fun. And then, yeah, so screenplay, dude. <laughs> I don't know where we went. But yeah, I like writing. Uh, my books are trash. I haven't finished those, but I like writing. Um, I'm, I've am i spent a lot of time since June of last year writing comedy um, and just trying to be better at it. I'm very competitive. Like, yeah. um, I want to be good at it. And plus it bothers me that San Antonio is just male dominated in the scene. Like I feel like there's just so many dudes. There's so many dudes. Yeah. There's not a lot of female comics. Not. Right? I mean, the ones that are there are great. Like I'm excited. And then if, if a girl goes up at like LOL, I go talk to her. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm Tori Poole. Like I'm nobody, but like keep coming back. Like yeah. and then I probably scare them away. They're like, This Tori Poole's like hitting on me. I don't know. <laughs> I probably shouldn't grab them, but like, yeah, I'm, I wish there were more females, but then I'd probably be insecure if there were, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird dynamic. Is it, uh, like the, the comedy scene, is it competitive? Like, um, you can tell that it's, com- I think it's competitive. Uh, I think that we all have, um, we all have a lot of ego. I mean, obviously, right. Cause we like being on stage and stuff and we all like the sound of our own voice. Um, I love the sound of my own voice. It's annoying. Um, but it feels like there is a lot of competition. But, like, I tried to... I was getting involved in some drama. And then I, I had to step back and think about, like, dude, I, I left high school because I didn't like drama. And, like, I teach it. But I don't, I don't partake in drama. So I had to step back and think, okay, what's important and then it's a lot of like picking and choosing your battles. It's like being in a relationship with a community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do a lot of smiling and nodding mm-hmm. or cracking jokes uh, to diffuse the tension. Yeah. Like kind of like what I do in meetings. I'm just the random mm-hmm. clown. That's like that's what she said in a meeting, and they're like, <laughs> "This is pool. What is that about?" I'm like, "You don't watch The Office," um, but. Yeah, it's a it's a good community. I think I feel more connected to it now than I did in the beginning because the only people that would talk to me before were like um, the the micers, like people that I would see at the mic every week. They'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, Tori," you know. Like mm-hmm. I can think of ten of them right now, most of which I put in that movie that I wrote because mm-hmm. you know they're so they're like my little family. Um, but I think that now a lot of the comics see me. I guess I've, we're more accessible with one another. Mm-hmm. 
and I get to write with some of them, which really helps. Um, I like the comics that uh, give you feedback, um, but they, it's not like they try to rewrite your joke. They mm-hmm. try to say, like, have you thought about this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I don't like it when people insert what they think is funny into your stuff, because I think that's weird. Because I think part of the reason why certain things are funny is because they they originate from you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think when you're telling other people's jokes, you can tell. Yeah, and the audience can tell, and then they're like, oh, "That was weird." Um, that's happened to me. Like people have in the beginning, a lot of males um, would advise me a lot on like what to do and what not to do, which was wild. Like because I'm kind of um, obviously I'm kind of like a strong-willed individual so when you like come at me with like certain things i'm like Mm -hmm. who are you (laughs) you know you don't know how to take it i don't know how to take it because i'm like what are you saying about me indirectly you know um so i would listen and then sometimes i would take their note their what do you call it their tag and then i would use it on stage and people would give me this look like what is that and then I did that twice, and now I don't do that anymore. No. Because it was enough to get that one look of, like, what was that? That I'm like, it wasn't me. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't do it anymore. Like, But, yeah. Um, everybody, I, I even caught myself giving someone advice. A friend of mine has um, been doing comedy for, like, six weeks now, I think. Um, it's, it's a little over a month. Uh, and we just met because she's like, oh, my God, you're so funny. And I'm like, I like you. You complimented me. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and so she asked me about something. Or maybe she didn't even ask me. And then I heard myself giving advice. And I was like, you're exactly what you hate. Shut up. It was like a little voice came. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had, to, I had to check myself because, no, don't do mm. that. That's what I didn't like in the beginning was yeah. everyone like, hey, you shouldn't do this. And I'm like, hey, I'm trying to discover what I should and shouldn't do mm-hmm. on my own. It's good that you have that self-awareness because a lot of people don't have that. No. They'll just give out critiques. It just, and... it, I do, like, I have to stop myself. Um, I don't know if I already said this here, but, like, that dude that um, went on before me yeah. last week, yeah. like, I found myself going, like, hey, what were you talking about? And normally I don't do that, but I had just really had a good set and I felt really good. And I was riding this ego thing and I was like, hey, you should talk about what you know. Like sometimes when you're talking to abstractly like about what you think about like oh i could talk about this chair like this chair is whack or whatever it's not very ergonomical and and like start like if i started making jokes about a chair and you know nothing about me personality wise it's Mm -hmm. not gonna hit Mm -hmm. it could hit if you knew me yeah if it was ridiculous whatever but it's not gonna hit if you have no buy-in yeah and i think that that's the best advice that I do. It's kind of like what I tell my students when any writing assignment that we do, it's like write what you know. The reason why my screenplays are so close to me is because I write what I know. Except that's probably why I have so much trouble with that sci-fi one that I wrote. Because I'm like, what space? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- those are the, the comics that I enjoy more, like the people that are more personal and that you, you learn about. You know, you feel like, like you know them. Yeah, even I, if they embellish, like you feel like you know them. I enjoy those when I could tell somebody's like just 
uh, saying a joke just as a joke. You know, there's nothing behind it. It's hard, it. yes. You know, I, I, dis- I get disconnected with them. It works for some people. It works for some people. And then there was a guy that, uh, like a one-liner. I don't really like that. I don't know. I like Mitch Hedberg, but like I don't, yeah. I don't like reincarnations of him. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a very bad impression. And yeah. I, I don't want to talk bad about, about that guy. No, no, but, no. Uh, I mean, that's all I hear is Mitch Hedberg, you know, but, uh, but I, I really don't, don't like that. Like Mitch, had, he did it very good, you know, and he, he kind of sold it. He was that character and all that stuff, but people that, uh, make it personal. Yeah. You know, make it real. Yeah. You, you, uh, I mean, I, I appreciate that more than just like people that just go and or jokes, you know, just lame jokes, wacky jokes. For me, like, I think in the beginning, you have to start with the self and then move out, or else the audience is going to be like, who are you and yeah. why do I care? Yeah. And plus, and- it's, it's, it's the safest way to not still jokes or not, you know, do somebody yeah. else's stuff. No, know? I completely agree. Um, my husband, he gets on me cause I'm a movie addict or, or whatnot. And I can see a movie and then I can quote that movie instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I rarely will watch, um, new up. Like I'll listen to like Rogan podcast or something like that, but like brand new standup, I have to like space it out because I'm worried that I'm going to steal a punchline accidentally because I memorize good lines. Yeah. It's just something I do like with movies. Like I can quote Austin Powers and ridiculous movies. Mm-hmm. I can like my favorite eighties movies. I can quote them. Um, and I'm, I'm always nervous about that. And he goes, why do you get nervous? And I'm like, just because like, I like good lines. Like, Oh my God, I still quote Chris, Chris rocks bigger and blacker. Like the whole, like <laughs> that whole joke about how like, you know, his wife would keep telling him the same story and she's like, go get kidnapped. Like my stepson told me to stop saying that the other day. He's mm-hmm. like, bigger and blacker came out. Like, I don't even know how many years ago you need to stop it. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. You're white. I don't know why I called him white. But like, <laughs> I just wanted to insult him. <laughs> I love him. I love you, Chris. If you listen to this, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but what, what, what were we getting into? Um, uh, just, just like, I don't know. Like, I guess I, some people call that hacks. Like, if like you're a hack, if you um, are just like a one-liner kind of thing, or, or too punny, you know. Yeah. Like, um, which I think that figurative language like that, like using the the tool of a pun, is good. Mm-hmm. Just like I think that being hyperbolic, like being like. Um, just overly dramatic about situations is fun, but mm-hmm. if that's your whole set, then I don't have any buy-in, and I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah, and I know like a lot of like the, the famous comedians, they started like very young and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but they they were good, you know that you you know about them because they they were good comics. Yeah, but seeing young open micers now. I mean, I, I guess it's not really fair, but I just feel like you really don't have anything to say. Well, maybe nothing's happened to them, yeah. you know, like, and that's, and that's another thing that I've considered too, because a lot of people are like, where do you get your, like, why are you writing so much and blah, like, what do you have to say? And I'm like, well, I've lived a really interesting, I mean, not really in, like, it's been so interesting, make a movie about me. Um, wow. I guess that's what I do think. Um, <laughs> but like, I've just, I've done a lot of stupid stuff and I'm alive. And so I feel like people should know, Yeah. you know, and, um, and 
and and I'm really egocentric, you know. It's it's like it's probably why my 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 marriage will fail. Like stay married to me. Um but it's because I'm very self-centered and like it's always like things that I'm working on and um and like I get stressed, especially when I'm working on the novel, which is probably why I haven't picked up the novel again. Mm-hmm. Um and made it into a movie, but uh like that's what's been happening lately. It's like the long pieces of writing that I have, I'm like I should just turn this into a movie. I can do it. Yeah. I can because it's. I love writing them. It's easy, you know. I don't know. Um, I think I'm just gonna keep making comedy movies, like absurd things, because I had fun with that one. But yeah, I I love the San Antonio comedy community. A lot of people are like they crapped on it, like that Ron Funches thing. Did you see that? Yeah, I was pretty bummed out because I was gonna go to that show. You know, did you know show. about the show? Did you know about it ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I felt like I had seen something and I was like, dude, I want to go. And I just didn't make it because, you know, I'm busy doing like pushing out my comedy, which mm-hmm. sounds really selfish. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, everybody took it personally. Everybody was like, uh, you know, like, and I think he was just complaining about his situation. I don't know. I feel like whatever. He I don't read too much about it. I mean, that, that write up the article, uh, it was, I felt it was dumb annoying. for reading that article. Yeah, it was annoying. Like it, it was, was, it just sounded like a childish. Like it sounded, it was poorly written. Yeah, I'm very like, uh, I was just like, your grammar sucks. I don't know. I, was, I, I found mean, ways to uh, get mad at that person who is apparently the taco queen of San Antonio or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know who wrote it, but like, like I don't have the best grammar. Like my my Facebook, my Twitter's. It sounds like uh, I'm drunk all the time, probably. <laughs> Like, Spring I don't break. Know, I don't know where commas yeah. go. I don't know where periods go. Yeah. Or, you know stuff like that. It doesn't make sense. It sounds you know good in my head. So yeah, I think that's good enough for me. But yeah, reading that article I was like this. this it's is not a real it. article, nah. and plus it just craps on San Antonio. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, I I just a lot of people don't like San Antonio, and I love it here. Like this yeah. is this will always be home. Um, and I feel like there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I like going to LOL and I like going to improv and I love going to the tiger and I love the community itself. And it just, it makes me angry when people are, are crapping on it, but I also don't take it personally. I'm not like, you know, like I don't want to like go die, you know, it's just like, let it go. I have pride, but I I only take it so far. You know, we're not going to get into a a Twitter war. war, Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been pushing out some shows that, um, like the show that I'm on tonight, um, that I'm I'm just doing a special guest spot, but like there's some big names from Austin, you know, mm-hmm. like JT Haversat and Derek Sheen, and then you got Larry Garza, who's like everybody in San Antonio loves and knows Larry Garza, mm-hmm. um, and like I think I I put something on Twitter that I was like at my essay, can I get a retweet for this show tonight? Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. It might as well have been internet crickets, like nothing. And then I put like at current. And I know people that work at the current too. If you guys listen to this, like I'm not going to call you out, but like I know people that work at the current. Yeah. Like give us some positive press, you know, like mm. take pride in your city. Yeah. And I, I was talking with my friend Regis about this the other day. I was like, how can we get people to like care? And then we were like, we should start a website. And I'm like, that's a lot of work. And it, it's hard to get people to go to that, that, that website. I mean, that was kind of like the point of uh, me starting this, this podcast was, yeah. you know, because a lot of people don't get like attention. Like how do you get traffic? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get attention uh, on current. There's just so much. Well, the current. There's so much going yeah. on. The current. I mean, the current's 
The Current reminds, like, I don't know if you've ever seen that series, Vampire Diaries. The Current no. is just like a bunch of parties. And I'm like, are you guys vampires? I don't know. That was that whole series. It was like, oh, we have a party. It's a tricentennial. And it was just like a bunch of parties. <laughs> I don't know. I like The Current. I like going to their parties. I mean, if you want to throw me a party, Current, like, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's just negative publicity all the time about San Antonio and even the phrase like keep San Antonio lame, like annoys me a little bit, which is contradictory to what I was just saying. Like, why do people get mad about San Antonio? But it's like, I just think it's a cool place. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime people from out of town come, I show them a real good time because Mm -hmm. I know a lot about food. Obviously (laughs) I know a lot about beer, like a lot about beer. I love beer. I actually haven't been drinking it lately, but that's like my favorite thing. You a craft beer drinker? I am. I'm a loser, hipster, crafter, craft beer drinker as my stepson calls me. Um, I just like beer dude. And there's just cool places and I like restaurants and I like places that people don't think about going. So when people come to town, I take them there, you know, mm. and I'm like, this is San Antonio. Like when you, when you come to San Antonio and all you see is the river walk, like mm. you haven't seen San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I was like, damn, I wish I could have taken Ron Funches out. Cause I would have taken him to add a girl and just like got him some rowdy chicken wings. Mm. And not that that was racist, but that's like my favorite place. Um, it's not like my favorite, favorite place, but it's like, I love add a girl. Please just, Thomas needs to go back there and be the cook. But, or I take him to Faust where I have like friends that like have, they make great drinks and stuff or walk him down the strip, mm-hmm. pass by the place that, you know, drugs people. Um, just kidding. Not kidding. Um, <laughs> but like take him to the Pearl, like take him for some ramen. Like I just feel like people crap on San Antonio because they're in the same rut going to the Palladium or mm-hmm. just like, going to North Star or just it, they're just in a rut like yeah. San Antonio is beautiful Southtown this complex is super gorgeous I didn't even know it was here mm-hmm. you know where we're everybody's impressed by it but... I mean well these shared spaces this co-op vision mm-hmm. is what I like about San Antonio yeah. what I like about the Tiger is it's a co-op vision mm-hmm. you know what I mean you got a bunch of people making a place shine mm-hmm. um, and well I mean hopefully shine uh, but like I just feel like San Antonio is gorgeous and people crap on it, um, which is sad. I just, I'm like, you just don't know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should start a food blog. No, food and drink blog. Because <laughs> you're not doing too much right now. You're writing. I'm doing, doing too much right now. Yeah, you right. Much. Okay. I don't know. Like in the summer, I'm summer. I'm focusing on sketch. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't filmed any sketches, but I wrote my first one the other day, and mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And I can't wait to film it. Yeah. You get uh, submitted to that, uh, Joshua's. Um, of course, and I hope I hope they pick me. I don't know. It's probably not funny, like because sometimes you can write something and then it's it looks different on screen, and I'm just hoping that it translates. You yeah. Know? Um, but it's only like five minutes long, and I'm trying to recruit some friends. My husband actually said he would act in it, which he told me recently. He was I'm not an actor, but I guess because I'm making my son act in it, that he's like, I'll do. It. I'm I'm the father. I can do that. <laughs> Like you're the father, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Uh, do you have any dates to plug, or how do people find you on the social media? Okay, so on the social media, I am on Twitter and Facebook at Tory Pool Comedy. Um, my Twitter is kind of lame, so I apologize. But like, follow me. I need followers. I only have like 150 or something. Um, pathetic. And then I have a Facebook Tory Pool Comedy where I post a lot of my show dates and stuff. And then I have an Instagram, which I post all my show dates and some random jokes um, and really just bad pictures, you know, 
Um, that one is Tori Bori Allegory. Because um, I just don't want to lose that name. I was going to make it Tori Bull Comedy, but I think that that is original. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. And I've had that forever. Um, and then I've got Tonight at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club in the basement of the Magic Time Machine. I got that show with Derek Sheen, um, which I'm special guesting on. That one's 10 bucks, And then I have a private event tomorrow, um, but there's still tickets. You could like... Uh, DM me if you want that. That sounds dirty. You know what I mean? Um, and then on Friday, super cool show benefiting the San Antonio Food Bank um, called the Ten Beer Comedy Showcase with Tan Beer, who um, he, it's just a great lineup. We got, we got people from Austin coming down, people from I don't even know where. I haven't met all these people, but they're really good, respected comedians. And then I'll be in Del Rio with Teachers Gone Bad, and then I'll be in Corpus over at Bella Luna. I've got like six shows. Just follow me on one of those social medias and come and bug me and tell me that you think I'm funny because I'm egotistical. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for coming on. I think that second one, I think this one uh, was good. I'm glad I think we're I awake now. I yeah. didn't record that first one. so uh, Good. It was kind of Debbie Downer. It was. I know. We're so bad. Yeah. You did it. I didn't do it. I didn't that. do it. I did. I started talking about death and stuff. Yeah. It almost turned, turned into like George's entire thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Best of luck with everything. And, Thank you uh, for having me. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. All right. Bye, bye. everybody.